It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Girasi. is that my radio show will actually help create a movement where people are helping people, especially entrepreneurs, inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe we can really change the world one good deed at a time by just taking baby steps um, and passing those good deeds forward. Um, I believe we can really change the world. And I think I've actually chosen the absolute perfect guest today to help me show how paying it forward is so important to helping create a better world around us. And that guest is you, Stacy. and I thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Josephine, I'm absolutely honored. I love the idea <laughs> of paying it forward, and you know I live by that philosophy. So um, I'm just as tickled that you're here with us on TogiNet, and um, I, you were a guest on my show, and we've become really good friends, and it, it's all about making the world a better place, one person, one friend at a time. <laughs> absolutely. And Stacy, I mean, I think let's um, tell our audience all about you, that you are just such an accomplished entrepreneur. You're a mentor to me. I mean, you are just somebody out there who is just always helping other people. So I want everybody to know what a successful person you are. You're an author. You're a publisher. You're a motivator. You're a consultant. You're a spokesperson. And of course, the most important job you have is you're a mom. So, Stacey, you know I am one of your biggest fans. You're known as the Let's Get Ready to Learn Mom, and I just love your entire Let's Get Ready series. So um, maybe you can just, I would love to hear that, you know, anytime you want to tell us, but, but what I really want the audience to know is all about your story. You know, Oprah has that favorite saying that, Everybody has a story, but you have an amazing story, and I would love for you to share that with us. Thank you, Josephine. I, you know what? I worked in corporate America. I was always an entrepreneur. Um, I had a hot dog stand at age seven. Um, I just really had always knew I wanted to someday work for myself. I had spent 14 years in corporate America, became pregnant, and knew, had always known that the day I became pregnant was the day I was going to come home and be a stay-at-home mom and then find something that I could do around my children's schedule. So for me, it was a series of Oprah shows. I was trying to get my own children ready for school, and I couldn't find what I was looking for, and Oprah had a show called The Walking Buddy, and I called a neighbor because Oprah said, call your neighbor, so I did, and we started walking, and her, her daughter, she had a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and my kids were three and one, and she started telling me everything they were learning in kindergarten, and I was absolutely shocked. 
no idea. I, I was like, positional words? What's that? High frequency words? Sight words? What are you talking about? And she's laughing because it's a whole new language. Um, for kindergarten. So I was trying to find that book to help my kids get ready. Couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. And Oprah had an advertising for the Big Dream Show, so I decided, oh, my gosh, I wish I had an idea for the Big Dream Show. And my neighbor did one of those, Elaine and Seinfeld. She literally pushed me while we were walking on Cedar Valley Road and said, what about that kindergarten book you can't find? One book for every grade. Um, so that parents, kids, and teachers can all get ready for school all at the same time. And, and the minute it popped out of her mouth, I literally knew that that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I dragged her kicking and screaming, and we launched Cedar Valley Publishing in 2004. Um, Linda went on to become a stay-at-home mom again because the company actually exploded. And she's like, okay, I don't want to do this. So I bought wow. the company. My family bought the company out and. 2005. And so we have just kind of every step of the way, it's been an amazing journey. But one of the things that has been the key to my success, we've sold over 65,000 copies of the book. We've been reviewed by over a thousand mom bloggers is the other women that step up and want to help me get to the next level. And it's not just women. It's the guy standing in line at the gas station. It's the guy at the grocery store. You just never know if you, if you share your story with everybody, you just never know who's going to say, Oh my gosh, that's a great, and it, it, Josephine, it's always the people you least expected or you don't even know that well. You know, yeah, I, you know, they're the ones that have the Stacey. best ideas. So it's important, um, if you've got an idea, if it's important, if you're, you're sitting on the fence and trying to decide if you want to start your own business, talk to everyone, not just the people that know you the best, but sometimes it's the people you don't know that seem to, you know, be the, the biggest cheerleaders for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Oh, I agree with you so much, Stacy. I come from a very large extended family. And I'll tell you, I take everybody's opinion about my product also. Um, maybe I'll just let the audience know that I've actually... Um, I am the founder of My Mom Knows Best, and I am the inventor of Glovies, which are disposable gloves for kids to wear when they go into public places to keep their hands clean. But I'll tell you, when I came up with the idea of my Glovies, I was just like you, Stacy. It's amazing the power we have just among our friends, our, you know, walking buddies, just like you. When I was out walking with my girlfriends, I had said to them, what do you think about the, this concept of coming up with um, little mittens that the kids can wear in the public restroom so we don't have to go crazy screaming at our kids, don't touch this, don't touch that, and especially that public toilet, toilet seat. We don't want our kids touching that. But it's amazing that just from that one walk with my girlfriends and them giving me the okay and the thumbs up saying, hey, I would buy that product if you put it on the market. That is what That was the beginning of a brand new product on the market and the start of my corporation. So I think you're 100% right, Stacey. It's so important that we just talk to everybody. And as I was saying with my family, I mean, I have a brother who's a New York City cop. I, any suggestions he has are just as important as any CEOs I might talk to a company because you know what? Everybody has their own idea on how you might be able to improve your business. So keeping an open mind is a super idea. I agree with you. So, um, Stacey, let's talk about um, some other things. Well, I also just wanted to mention about how I am such a big fan of your book. You know, I was also in the same situation that you were in where I was trying to help 
my child, who was already in nursery school, I was a little concerned that um, it was important for him to know his letters and his sounds and just, um, you know, the common knowledge that children should know, you know, when they get into kindergarten. I didn't want my child to be left behind at all. I wanted him to feel confident going into kindergarten on his first day. And I must say, I am just so happy that I came across your book and my children absolutely love it. So, Stacey, I don't know if you realize it, but that is one example of really paying it forward. I just want to thank you because it has added so much to so many children out there where you've actually given them confidence walking into kindergarten. So I just wanted to be really clear about that. Well, thank you. It's overwhelming because when I created this, I really, you know, I did the research and, and found that there was a gap and realized that, you know, there's no book out there that you read over and over like Goodnight Moon. You just read it over and over and over that just happens to have everything in it. But when I was writing it, my kids were three in one. And so for them, I wanted them to be empowered. I wanted them to grab it out of my hands to say, Mom, this is red, this is purple, this is green. Mom, this is a D, this is a J. You know, I wanted them to want to tell me what it is that, that um, you know, what it is that they get excited about. And then it's what they're not, you know, the pages that they're skipping, you kind of know that, you know, they don't know that information. So I just wanted that guide, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. I couldn't believe no one thought of a national kindergarten textbook that would be right. um, something that could be used in every school. But I have to say the same thing about you, Josephine. Your gloveys are such, you know, here we are, you know, but we're such big fans <laughs> of each other. But I have to tell the audience about your gloveys because I know you're not going to, although you did mention a little bit. Gloveys, to me, um, if you've ever had to potty train a child, the first thing they do is they lift the toilet seat because they're the big man or the big girl that, you know, if they are, you know, got to open it up. Um, and then, they, the minute they do that, they put their hands in their mouth. <laughs> and as a, uh. a germ-phobe that I am, it's absolutely appalling when my when you see little kids or even my own kids. I wish you'd had gloveys when my kids were little because they would do that and it would just horrify me. You know, they'd touch the toilet and then they'd put their hands in the mouth before we could wash them and they'd wipe themselves and their hands were on their face and it just, it drives me Lulu. So the idea of putting these gloves on to use for potty training, to get in a cab, to be, you know, at the airport, you know, these dirty, rotten, you know, disgusting public restrooms, it's such a great idea, and so I, too, am just very excited about what you're doing, and I feel with the whole H1N1, um, you've created something that is absolutely stellar. So I, I'm so excited because I get to be surrounded with these wonderful women that, that create a solution for other women, other parents everywhere. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Stacy. We really, both of us and all those entrepreneurs out there, we really just work so hard day to day. And sometimes it's just so hard to keep um, motivated. And um, I just think that it's all the baby little steps that we do day to day that actually gets us to where we are now today. And um, I think it's just amazing how... We, together, as you know, we're both um, members of the Mom Entrepreneur su Support Group with Tracy um, Bisson, and she's just amazing. And all those moms that we're in contact with, there I can't believe there's over a 1,000 members. Can you, Stacey? Yeah, it's a crazy, but, you know, and every single one of them have these amazing stories. That's why I love 
what you're doing with Paying It Forward. And let's hope we got the right music today. (laughs) (laughs) I think we do. If not, not, we'll figure it out after the break, hey? Okay, (laughs) sounds great. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Christian Work at Home Moms with your host Jill Hart and Diana Anna. Exploring, learning, teaching, and growing. Giving you the knowledge and the tools you need to be successful. It's Christian Work at Home Moms on TogiNet. And now, back to the show with your hosts, Jill Hart and Diana Anna. <laughs> Oh, Stacy, what are we doing? Are we going to change our names or uh, let's let the audience know? We're actually paying it forward with Josephine Durasi, and I'm thrilled to have Stacy Cannonberg with us. Well, we were just, I, you know, I get, I get to email back and forth with your producer Eric, and he feels really bad. And I'm like, no, no problem. We're we're moms. We're getting winging it. Are you kidding? We're Christian. I'm a Christian mom. <laughs> I, I love Jill Hart, and I love Diana Ann, and they're great friends of mine, and they'd be just thrilled to have us playing their music during um, during your show, your your first show with uh, Togi Ness, Josephine. Welcome. Well, that's okay. We're going to make the most of it, and we're having, I'm having a blast. I hope you are, Stacey. I am. You know, Josephine and I are, are, are good friends. We've met, gosh, how long has it been, Josephine? It's not been that long. 
Well, no, it's uh, probably it's probably going on almost a year, I guess, right? Yeah, I, I just feel like it was yeah, yesterday it that we connected, and it, it's one of those things where you find that connection. And I mean, day one, you were my best friend, my new best friend. <laughs> I just yeah. adored everything that you were doing, and um, I loved the whole idea of of how you're so. I mean, you took an invention from scratch. I mean, I mean, you had to go through the patent process, and I mean. You had to go through the manufacturing process. There's so much wisdom that so many women out there need to know from you, and that's the point of having these weekly shows. So you, not only can you feature great guests, but you can also tell some of your story as well. Yeah, and it's great, Stacy. I mean, I just want the other um, entrepreneurs out there to know I have a background that is completely different from what I'm doing now as a manufacturer like you said and inventing a product and bringing a product to actually to market I mean I was on Wall Street I didn't know anything about manufacturing a product and what I did was I just put one step in front of the other and I had faith in myself that, you know what, this is going to work because I'm going to make it work. And I just want other people to know that if you have a burning desire inside within yourself, just believe in yourself and get rid of all the noise around you and just go forward. And as you know, Stacy, I mean, how many times have I called you and said, oh, my gosh, what am I doing today? Am I really doing the right thing? And I think as entrepreneurs, it's just so important to try to surround yourself with a great support system of, of cheerleaders because that's what we really need. We need people to have faith in us and just to say, just go ahead, go forward and, and push ahead because you're going you're gonna to win and you're going to do it. So um, I think it's just, it's super important to um, stay motivated. But I have to tell you, Stacy, between me and you, there are really tough days in trying to stay motivated. And I'll tell you, I have two little secrets of keeping myself motivated, and I can't wait to hear what keeps you motivated. Um, the two things is my dry erase board. This is like the biggest thing in my business is my dry erase board. I don't know about you, but I keep all my goals, my strategies, and even just my list of things to do right up there. It's staring me in the face and I just try to check off one thing a day. If I can do that, then that means my business is moving forward every day. And um, I also wanted to let you know the second thing that keeps me um, motivated is I have a big picture of my dad in my office. And um, my dad, as you know, Stacy had passed away earlier this year. And I wish he was here to see everything that I'm accomplishing on a daily basis. But you know what? It was only after my dad passed away that I realized what a motivator he was to me. You know, I have 10 brothers and sisters, which is not really heard of these days. And my parents worked really hard. My dad had two jobs and he just didn't worry. He just had this attitude. He always had a smile on his tired, poor face because he worked so hard. But he had an attitude that don't worry, everything will work out. And that brings me peace because every time I see that picture of my dad and I'm concerned about my business or concerned about anything, I look at that picture and I say, I know my dad's telling me everything will work out. So I'm just curious, Stacey, you're such a successful entrepreneur. Do you have something in your office that inspires you every day? Like what keeps you motivated? I know you have a real special gift 
from your husband sitting on your desk, and I know <laughs> that everybody would love to hear about that. My, uh, you're, you're right. I, I'm staring at it as you're talking. Plus, I, I have to also add, I was very connected to my grandfather. He raised me. My grandparents did. And so to hear you talk about your dad and, and my grandfather, who's, he passed away uh, many years ago, 10 years ago, right before my daughter Heidi was born. And I feel the same thing, but I know they're both smiling down at us and are probably really thrilled that we connected. But in, right. when, when I started my business, my husband, the very first thing he gave me that first Christmas in 2004, he gave me this crystal clear clock, and he had engraved the Cedar Valley Publishing logo on it, and he came up with this, this phrase um, that was so incredibly powerful that it so motivates me on a daily basis, and the phrase is so simple. It says, the dream is clear, to believe is the reward. And wow. so he, he knew, we all knew what the mission was. The mission was, we've got this great idea for kids' books. We're going to go ahead and produce these books, and they're working. So that was, that was the dream, and to just get them out there. And, and the reward was just believing in the fact that you could do it. And so I look at that clock every day during my darkest days, and I, I, I have to agree, working from home, juggling the kids, being a wife, keeping the laundry clean, <laughs> um, yeah. keeping the house clean, making sure there's food on the table. You know, I can't do it all. I do have help. I have a lady that comes in once a week that cleans for me. I have a lady that comes in once a week and makes food for us. So we've got a minute and 30 seconds away from food. And if those of you that know me have heard this story before, um, my husband's lost something like 60 pounds. Um, wow. So it's just really eating healthy foods, and it's just all about every day is a blast. I mean, I, you know, yeah, there's days where there's tears. Yeah, there's days where there are tears of happiness, and then there's some sadness, but it's all about life, and it's all about keep moving forward. <laughs> oh, that's great, Stacey. So, Stacey, um, to change the subject just a little, I would absolutely love for you to tell the audience more about um, Cedar Valley Publishing and how you, you actually became a publisher, which is amazing. And maybe you have some advice for other people out there who are thinking about writing a book and how they would go about that. Thank you so much for asking that question because, honestly, that is the one question I get answered the most, and I, I really need to do another show on that again because everybody has a question. There really is a book inside everyone. I really believe that. We all have a story, as you mentioned before. We do. We all have this amazing story. And for me, it was it started with the Oprah show, um, knew I wanted to write this book, and then, ironically, Oprah had a show on self-publishing. And so I, it was kind of like she was telling you know us what to do at the time, and I really wanted this book to come out, and I wanted to have 100% control of it. So I, I read the books, Dan Pointer, Jerry Simmons, um, Shel Horowitz, great books out there, you know, the self-publishing manual, what writers need to know about publishing, um, frugal marketing for authors and publishers. All of this stuff exists. You can just Google self-publishing and you can find a gazillion resources. So really, I read the books, I did the research, and one thing that I've learned more than anything in the, in the entire world, and this goes for not only publishing a book, but it also goes for launching a product. The most important thing that you need to do is build a network of support. So if you want to write a book, then find that network first of people that will buy your book. If you're looking for a publisher to publish your book, if you've got you know, 10,000 people that love what you're doing, you've got to get the attention of a publisher. You get 100,000 people loving what you're doing, 
you're going to definitely get the look right. of the publisher. That's why all the celebrities get book contracts right away, because they already have a base of millions of people that know their name that might want to read their story. Well, that's amazing. So it's important to really think about that. Um, and then the one thing that cracks me up more than anything is I get people that send me their books, and I am very honored and privileged, but I literally don't have enough hours in the day to read everything that's sent to me now. But it's the highest form of flatterly, flatterly, flattery that you can possibly imagine to get all these books in the mail. Um, these are somebody else's really great hard work, and they want me to either look at their manuscript or whatever. But what I tell them is, you know, what if you're writing a kid's book, what do kids say about your book? And many times you're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, you wrote this kid's book. What Did you ask the kids? Because many times my kids review books for me, and they have some of the best ideas um, that I would have never in a gazillion years thought of. Um, and it, it kind of empowers them because ultimately they're the audience that has to read it. So that's the other thing. Really kind of find your target market. Make sure that you've asked your target market what they want to hear. Start a blog and blog your journey. Start building a network of people to find you. Get out on Facebook and on Twitter and LinkedIn. And in in publishing, just Google publishing um, social media sites and you'll find Jacket Flap. You'll find Book Market. You, you'll find all of these gazillions of other social networking sites that are geared for authors that you need to have a little presence on. And then start mingling with authors so that you hear how they did it and, and build that network of support. Oh, that's great, Stacey. I'm sure the audience is thrilled to have gotten all of that information from such an expert like yourself. But, Stacey, you did mention something that um, a lot of us as entrepreneurs are trying to figure out on a daily basis. You know, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. And how can we just do it all? Especially, like, sometimes I really do feel overwhelmed myself when it comes to social media and blogging. How do you handle that? And where, how much time do you really think, like, an entrepreneur should dedicate on a daily basis to social media? You know, social media is a big part of what's going on in, in today's world. It's the hot trend. And I really feel that if you can't do it yourself, you might want to hire a virtual assistant to do it for you. There's some amazing virtual assistants out there that actually have programs set up that they can tweet for you all day long. You, you give them the content and they'll tweet and put it on your Facebook and now on your LinkedIn and, and kind of be a way to, to keep in touch with people. I, you know, I have to be honest, Josephine, I'm inundated. I'm on 40-plus social networking sites. Um, wow. So it, it's, it's hard to keep track of everything. And now I know I'm on to something because I get over 800 emails a day now. It used to be 500. <laughs> and I'm always about 800 emails behind. It used to be I was always 500 emails behind. Um, I think it's about making time for it and finding that right niche. You can't do it all. So pick the right. few things that you can do. Great. Right. Well, we're going to go to break and let's see what music we got this time. <laughs> Thanks, Stacy. <laughs> Have you ever dreamed of working at home but just didn't know how? The recently released book by Jill Hart and Diana Ennen does all the grunt work for you, giving you all the information you need to launch a successful work-at-home career. So you want to be a work-at-home mom. A Christian's Guide to Starting a Home-Based Business details every step of getting your business up and running. It includes the different types of businesses you can start, marketing advice, 
business basics, and much more. Best of all, it's written for the Christian mom. Available at Beacon Hill Publishers and Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Stacey, it's great to be back here. I love the music. I think I have to get you to come into uh, Manhattan so we can go dancing to that music. What do you think? <laughs> I'm sitting here literally dancing in my office. I love, I, I, I had heard your jingle before we, um, your show was set to start, so I, I was so digging it. I'm like, you know, jamming out. I, I love it. I, you know what? My next trip to New York, I am, you, you got it. I'm so excited to go and actually... Um, meet up with you in, in the city. Sounds great. All right. So, Stacey, I have another really quick uh, question for you. So, let's talk about that fabulous group that we're a part of. So, how has networking played a part in your success? You know what? It's the single most important thing that I've ever done is network, 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 network. When I was a mom, a new mom, I was overwhelmed. I felt isolated. We'd moved to a a new house. I didn't know a lot of people in the neighborhood. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? Hello. When I was in the business world, I had a network. So then I started going to the parks and getting to know people within the community so that I would have that base to help me. Um, with parenthood, and the same thing has to happen with your business. In order to make it succeed on a daily basis for those dark days when you're feeling like everything's caving in, you need to be able to pick up the phone and call your Josephine or call one of your somebody else that, that can totally empathize with what you're doing. So I would not be here today without the amazing support with hundreds of mom entrepreneurs if not thousands of mom entrepreneurs, as well as all of these other amazing people that just want to um, be involved in the process. Yeah, Stacy, it's just, I agree with you that it just, I am just so blown away by how other, especially the mom entrepreneurs, we seem to have some kind of connection to each other that we will do anything for each other. And we really want to see, like we take pride in seeing our our assistance to them, help them become a better person and help their businesses become successful. And I just think I was a little surprised by that, to be honest with you. I came from Wall Street where everybody was kind of watching their back all the time. And this is just so different. I'm just blown away by it. And you know what? I have to be honest, though. I belong to 40 different social networking sites, and not all of them are like what Tracy's created at the Mom Entrepreneur Group. So you have to Google themomentrepreneur.com and and check out Tracy Bisson, B-I-S-S-O-N, and what she's created on her site. I love it. She's got over a 1,000 
amazing entrepreneurs, and it's from all different levels. You could be somebody starting with an idea that wants to kind of make it, you know, take it to the next level. They can ask a question. Or you've got some multimillion-dollar companies in there where you've got some moms that really know how to open the lines of distribution, how to get a product through the um, through the, you know, patent process, the trademark process, you know, what to do when you get that first cease and desist letter. I've had a few of those, and, you know, it's always <laughs> a dark day when the FedEx guy comes, and, you you know, the first thing you want to do is sit down and cry. But then when you talk to your other mom entrepreneurs, now I'm the one that turns around and says, oh, no, you get a cease and desist letter from another company? You're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny how day-to-day we just learn so much when you run your own business, it's kind of funny. But um, so, Stacy, so now we we just mentioned success. What do you see as your biggest stumbling block to success? You know, I, I think for me, it would be really nice if I had buckets of money to spend. <laughs> I yeah. have my books are you know they're they're a large investment. They're a sixty five thousand dollar investment because they're. They're done with the right illustrations. I have a team, Two-Bit Productions and Sheboygan, that do an amazing job of my illustrations. Um, I use conventional press because I don't want to do digital. I want it very durable that you can use the dry erase material. So I'm really, my, my base of teachers and moms and kids love that they can drool on them or get sticky fingers on them and mom can just wipe them off. And, and you can give it to an infant and they can chew on it. And, you know, how many times have you had books destroyed um, because you gave it to them when they're too young but all the books tell you, you know, you've got to let your kids explore with books. Well, you know, that's a pretty nice book they just demolished. <laughs> so um, I, I wanted something durable. It's expensive to produce and, you know, to market, to compete. You know, I was so naive when I first started. I thought I could just go to the Oprah site and take out a banner ad and didn't know it was going to cost $100,000. <laughs> right. I don't have $100,000 to advertise. Or I want to take out an ad in Parent Magazine. You know the basic base rate. You know two, three thousand dollars. Okay, I don't have that. <laughs> so I think it, yeah. it. You know, I had to bootstrap and I had to get smart and say, okay, I got to use the resources that I have, which is really the free ones online, sites like HelpAReporter.com to find free media leads. Taking out Google alerts on my keywords like kindergarten, and so every day I still get Google alerts on the keyword kindergarten, and in there I find out, um, you know, what school just received funding for early education. Great, that's a great lead. They just received money. Let's call them and see if they want the kindergarten book. So it's kind of trying to get really resourceful in, without spending a lot of money and, and kind of always reinventing yourself. You know, these yeah. economy hit, schools got slow. They're waiting for stimulus money, and that's why I wanted to put together a network of amazing other women to come forth on, on, on radio as well because I think there's so many voices out there that have to be heard. And right now I really wasn't finding other amazing voices all in one place that we could just listen to just like, you know, you're listening to your favorite programs. I wanted to have that for us as well. Well, that's amazing, Stacy. It's so funny how you're so right about how we have to stay creative all the time. And who in a million, I never in a million years would have ever imagined that I would have had an eight-foot penguin made and I would be walking the streets of Manhattan handing out samples of my product. You know, you do what you got to do to get your word out there. And like you said, you know, as an entrepreneur, actually, 
it even brings me to another subject. Stacey, one of my toughest jobs as an entrepreneur is figuring out, listen, I only have X dollars to work with. How am I going to get the most bang for my buck? And that's where the penguin came in. And I said, let me have this penguin created and let me try to get some, you know, get noticed. And who's not going to notice the penguin, you know? And I I love that. I love that idea of being really creative with not a lot. Because I have to tell you, since I've known you, um, I I remember getting that phone call. I hope you don't mind. I don't mean to embarrass you. No, you It's such a cute story. (laughs) The the first I remember the phone call when ABC News Nightline was going to be at your house, and you called me on the way there. It was such a funny story. Here, here, Josephine, I'm going to share it, and then you can interact. But here, Josephine was doing this wonderful segment with ABC Nightline News was at her house. On the day they were going to talk about gloves and germs and H1N1, on the day that she had to take her son, I don't mean to laugh, to the emergency room because the school was shut down with H1N1, so she thinks he has it. And she has to meet, you know, Nightline News at her house. So she's driving, stuck in traffic, and she's calling me. She's like, we got to talk. <laughs> You're not going to believe my day. And it, I was so honored that you called me. But, I mean, it was hysterical. It was funny. Here you're driving to, to do this segment, and your child is in the emergency room with, you know, symptoms of H1N1. It was it was a comedy show, Stacy. To be honest with you, the good thing is I think my nerves were completely shot in the hospital. So by the time I came home and ABC Nightline News had, I had to call them and say, you know, more or less, let yourself in, set up, and I'll be right there as soon as I can. <laughs> I I wasn't nervous anymore. I said, what else could possibly go wrong today? And I felt a little bad because. I could see that they were like a little uneasy, thinking like maybe they would catch H one N one. That's why you need to come out with gloves for adults because they would have been wearing them. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a comedy show, but I'll tell you, Stacy, what a day that really was. My poor husband. I had him whipping my house into shape, and um, it was a great interview. I was very excited. And to be honest with you, the whole time, as an entrepreneur, I think we second-guess ourselves a lot of time. And I kept saying to myself, you know what? They're not really going to (laughs) come. They're not really going to come, even though I was getting everything prepared. I just wasn't convinced. And when I was sitting in the hospital at 1.30 and they were showing up at my house at 3 o'clock, I said, you know what? I don't know. I shouldn't even get upset because I know they're going to call and they're going to cancel. Well, sure enough, they really came. I did the interview, and it wasn't until they were leaving that I realized that they had taken a train to Penn Station to Manhattan and drove over an hour to get to my house. That, to me, was a defining moment in my life where all of a sudden, for a change, I actually let my guard down, and i it was like a little angel came and patted me on my shoulder and said, you did it. Like, to me, that was success. And a lot of times we just don't give ourselves credit. Like we always say, oh, you know, there's always somebody better than us out there. But you know what? I think as entrepreneurs, we really need to realize we are as a whole doing an amazing job. We're creating jobs out there in a tough economy. And in Little bits and pieces, we really are making the world a better place. And I also have to comment, I don't know too many women that would let another camera crew come into their house and film their closets. 
um, you let, uh, was it Better TV came in and they had to see, you know, yeah. what kind of traps you had and, you know, organizing your house. And I, I just, that was, that was huge. I mean, you know, you always get nervous when your kids are on camera with a national TV uh, film crew because uh, you just never know what they're going to say. Um, I, I, that's another day I was very honored that we talked because you're like, okay, the camera crew's in. Here the, you know, they're going to come through the house and, um, and what were they? Yeah. What was the segment on again? That was an amazing day, Stacy. It was better TV. It was actually parents TV. They had come to the house. Um, it was all about poison control, and they wanted um, to see how I kind of keep my house safe from from keep my children safe and healthy because that's my whole motto. Even with my gloves, is I want to try to keep our kids safe and healthy you know, from germs and all things. And, you know, just the everyday household supplies is poison. So they came to film all the, you know, pros and cons of keeping all of our household goods out from underneath the sink. And I have a special cabinet where the children can't reach so um, it was also an amazing day. But on that note, after they left, 15 minutes later, I had um, the parent magazine, um, the local parent magazine come, and they did an entire interview on me. I say this, Stacey, because as you remember that period of time, once you get a little bit of publicity, it's almost like a snowball effect. And you know what? It's so easy for, it would have been very easy for me to say, oh, you know what? I really don't want a camera crew coming into my house, going through my house, opening up every door and closet. But do you know what? When um, they came, I realized that public relations, it's just so, so important because when they opened the door, they actually looked at me and they said to me, wow, you look so familiar. I feel like I just saw you on TV. And it's amazing how all of these little um, segments that we do here and there, they really do add up because people start to get to know us as real people and real moms out there. I, I love it, and I'm so excited to hear more on, on, on this amazing journey we're both taking. Thanks, Stacy. Looking forward to talking to you more. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. 
The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Hey, Stacey, welcome back. So now, Stacey? I can. I love this music. I'm just jamming out. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, right? So I'd love to talk a little bit about paying it forward. So, Stacey, can you describe for me a situation where you had a positive effect on someone? What did you do? How did the other person react? And why do you think what happened happened? Well, it's funny. Um, there's so many. My, my, my New Year's resolution this past year was to every day do something for somebody else, whether it was, you know, making a little extra time for um, a struggling entrepreneur or every day I wanted to do something for somebody else. Sometimes it was my kids. Um, sometimes it was my husband. And it, I would just do it without, you know, without any thought to, you know, fighting it. You know, oh, you want to do this? Okay, we'll do this. And you know, take it to the next step. Um, there's so many examples. I, I think there was a, one of my favorite stories is a lady that um, had contacted me because we have a book on our site called Mommy and Daddy, Where Are You? And it's for a child mm-hmm. that's lost a parent. And she's in Toronto, and her husband had passed away, leaving her with two little kids. And so she had, has been in touch with me, um, and we've gotten to be friends. And so now the kids are seven and five, and she's gotten the Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten books. And she always, you know, emails back and forth and wa- listens to my radio show. She reads my daily blog. And I feel and she just shot me an email that said, hey, you're ever in Toronto. We've got to connect. I would love to meet you in person. And there's so many stories of people all across the world that I've never met in person that I know that, you know, I've got a base in Toronto. I've got a base in San Diego. I've got a base in Tyler, Texas, that it, it's, it's become bigger than me. And it's not just one person. It's so many things that happen on a daily basis. I have another friend who called in and said, you know, the, the people that wrote the Daddy, Where Are You? and the Mommy, Where Are You? book, we were talking and saying how we really wished we had a book to help military kids. And literally, I just said that. And no sooner had I hung up the phone and the phone rang, and this lady called me, and she said, I don't know why I'm calling you. I just Googled, and you were the top name that showed up. And I want to tell you, last night I was inspired to write this book for children that are in the military, and I thought maybe you can help me. And I read her book, and it moved me to tears, and and I've helped her get her book out called Hurry Home. 
And so it's just, it's, I can't even describe it anymore, that it just, it, it's one person after the next. Or I love the phone calls where they call and say, I don't know why I'm calling you. <laughs> and I laugh because I'm like, I think I probably know. Tell me a little bit more about you and I'll connect the dots. So some people call me the human connector or the chief connecting officer. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather always used to tell me you have a gift of bringing people together. And so I think that was my purpose. That's my goal. I think that's what I was meant to do. And it all started with, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and writing some books. And who knew it would take me to this different direction? Oh, that's amazing, Stacy. I'm just uh, I'm just so blown away by you. You really do everything out of the kindness of your heart, and it really shows. So, I I just want you want to thank you for th- for helping so many people. It's amazing. So well, and it, I and the, and the same token, I have to say the same thing back though. All of these people that I help, they help me right back. They give me inspiration. I know I can pick up the phone at any given moment and say, oh, I got to go to New York. I'm freaking out and. You're going to be right there going, hey, I'll pick you up at the airport. Yeah. So it's just, it's, right. it's, it, it, I can't even tell you. It's, so not only am I helping myself, I'm helping others, but yet we're all helping each other, and I think that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I think it's amazing. But, Stacey, I mean, just the fact that you've helped so many children is amazing, and even the way that you've helped the teachers. I mean, you're helping our school system. It's just, it's just amazing of so many different ways of how you really pay it forward. Well, I think it, it's a part of um, of who I am. And, and the, the, you're right, there are so many different layers. The, there's the whole education topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to speak all across the country, talk to schools, uncovered some amazing things with our preschool teachers that many of them really aren't up to date on what kids are being tested on in kindergarten, and yet that's their job. Preschool teachers, their job is to get kids ready for kindergarten. And so, you know, I've uncovered some you know, glaring errors have kind of ticked off some organizations that um, work for the teachers and the teachers' unions. And, you know, that's okay. I don't, I, you know, I just want to make the world a better place, one teacher, one school, one child, one parent at a time. And I think, you know, by working together, by building networks, the biggest advice I like to give to new parents is it's your job to make sure your child has friends at home and school. Um, you don't want to wake up and seventh grade with your child sitting alone in the cafeteria with no friends, you know, you have mm-hmm. to get out there and join community events, go to the library, join, you know, go to the fair, you know, get your child involved in, you know, um, play groups early so that you have a network for not only the child, but also for the parents so that you can, you know, work with a team. I, I can tell you, I'm a member of our PTA. It used to be there were eight women that really, you know, weren't going in the right direction, and now we've got it moving in the right direction, and we're a team of 65 families. And wow. we have a blast. That's amazing. That's amazing, Stacey. How, you know, you're just a perfect example of how it's so important not to just sit back and let things happen. If you see something that's not right, that you really can make a change. And it's important to speak up. And it's important not to just be passive, but to be active. And I think that's something that um, my kids 
are, are very instrumental as well. I mean, they kind of get mad at me now and say, Mom, we got to get to the school board meeting because we got to complain about this during public comment. I mean, the fact that my kids know that and the fact that they realize that they can make a difference because, you know, let's face it, you know, it's kind of like when I'm doing these school presentations, kids will come up to me and say, you know, we just got this huge grant for, you know, healthy eating. Have you seen our lunch program? You know, they, they know this stuff. And I really feel that the message that I, my next topic that I need to really get into our politicians' heads are, our kids can change education. Just ask them. They'll tell you, you know, we got this grant for, you know, improving fitness, but we cut out recess. Or we got all this new equipment, but we can only use it during gym, and we have nothing to play with at recess. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if our kids are sitting there coming home going, Mom, this doesn't make sense, you know, it truly is that, you know, who do we have running everything if our kids are that smart and are seeing how things can change? I mean, look at the whole recycling and getting to our environment. That was started by a group of kids, you know, in the 70s, along with, you know, many of our um, our teachers that talked about the importance of recycling and these kids have grown up with recycling. These kids today have grown up with the Internet and knowing how to use Facebook and Twitter. I mean, heck, if you don't know how to do all of that as an entrepreneur, ask your kids. I minute I get a phone, I hand it to my kid and I say, okay, you know, program it because I don't get it. Or can you show mommy again how to take the vibrate off and make the volume work again? <laughs> you know, they know. Yeah. They're 8 and 10. They're like, oh, mom, we'll do it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Stacey, when I have my five-year-old put the DVD in the system for me, it's a little scary, isn't it? I do the same thing. I'm not a technical. That's the other thing. The misnomer is because I'm on all these social networking sites, I am not a tech person. I just surround myself with a wonderful webmaster who I've shared with you, Tammy, who does amazing things for me. So when people look at my success, you have to see the the hundreds of people standing behind me. You know, people go, oh, you got this radio show. Oh, my gosh, you know, you do such a great job. Yeah, well, Eric's and, and John and Ashley are back in the studio in Tyler, Texas, making me look good, you know. So right. it's always a team of people. And they go, oh, my gosh, you're doing all this. Well, did you see my guests? You were a guest on my show. You know, I, it's just all of these amazing people bonding together to do it all in the right manner. It's great. I'm telling you, the support that we get as entrepreneurs is truly amazing. So, Stacy, I have a question for you. It's a pretty uh, big question here. If you could change the world, what would Stacy Cannonberg do? Well, thank you for asking that question. I, I have an idea, and I don't know how it's going to work, and I'd love to share it with your audience and see if somebody out there wants to email me with a solution. But I was watching Extreme Makeover with my my daughter, and um, she made this comment. They were talking about Love Thy Neighbor. They were doing some sort of scrapbook. I don't remember what they were doing. And she turns to me and she said, well, when Jesus comes, you know, how are we going to tell um, him that we love our, our neighbor? And, and it made me really think about that because, you know, in all of these communities, we don't necessarily know all of our neighbors the way we used to when maybe we were kids growing up um, in our neighborhoods. So it made me think, gosh, wouldn't it be great to kind of melt the idea of community organizer and extreme makeover and each community becomes sustainable? And what I mean by that is you take a pot of money, you hire within the community, you look for um, somebody that's um, really good at organizing, really good at sewing, quilting, cooking, um, a carpenter, a plumber, electrician, 
and you hire 50 people in all of these different verticals, a banker, you know, um, an accountant, you know, all these different things, and you literally go house to house. And you charge a certain dollar, um, you know, $20 an hour to come in for five hours and repair my deck and power wash my house and get it winterized and organize my basement and take all the clutter and put it at the community store. And if I volunteer, um, I can actually get them to come to my house. Or if I don't have a job, I can actually get put to work. Or if I don't have enough money to have you come in and winterize my house, um, maybe somebody within the community might want to volunteer that time. So it's a way to really get to know each neighbor, and it's um, a way in which you can sustain uh, your community with your community store, and it's kind of everybody comes together. These people within your community that already know how to quilt and sew can take all of the junk. I mean, have you seen some of the beautiful things? Um, there's a show on TogiNet called The Frugalitarian, the amazing finds that she takes pretty much out of other people's junk and creates it into these wonderful treasures. Um, so there's so much possibility. And if you give a community and pull them together, um, you know, it's the brain power. I, I was reading last night with my daughter on her homework, and we were talking about Thomas Edison. And when you really think about all the inventions this guy had, and when he was 21, he got a, you know, for all his patents, he, he got $40,000 back in 18, right. you know, I don't know, 70s, um, and what, he, what he's really meant to this country today and all of the entrepreneurs that have meant to this country today, it's the same concept. You take this brain power of everybody working for the same goal of sustaining your community, and it really could work. Oh, it sounds amazing. Stacy. it's just another example how Stacy Cannonberg is paying it forward. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's just... So, Stacey, I have a question. This is going to, um, I'd love to hear the answer to this. What is your favorite thing about Stacey Cannonberg? I think that I always reinvent myself. Um, I used to love Madonna, listening to her music and how she always reinvented herself. I think I'm always thinking of new things and reinventing myself. That's wonderful. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for being on my guest this week, um, for paying it forward. I greatly appreciate it, Stacey. You bet. Good luck with your show. I'm so excited.